So we're here today to talk about the paper, Ultrasound Guided Serratus Anterior Plane Block Improves Pain Control in Patients with Rib Fractures. It's a prospective, non-randomized study published by Craig A. All in January 2022 out of Maine Medical Center. In this study, they compared mean pain scores at rest and during incentive spirometry before, at 15 minutes after, and then at 60 minutes after treatment with a serratus anterior plane block. The reason the study is really important is because of how common rib fractures are and how they're associated with increased morbidity and mortality in our traumatic patients. According to this paper, rib fractures occur in up to 10% of all traumatically injured patients, and these fractures are frequently associated with respiratory complications such as pneumonia, up to 31% of patients according to this study. Our typical protocol to decrease the incidence of these respiratory complications is early initiation of aggressive pain control and pulmonary hygiene. In the ED, these patients often will receive systemic analgesia with opiates, which also increases complications associated with these medications, such as constipation, delirium, and opiate dependence. The thought with introducing the serratus anterior plane block was that regional anesthesia is well within the purview of an EM physician and can offer a safe alternative to systemic pain medications. There had already been several prior case reports that demonstrated the serratus plane block as effective in controlling pain, but they were severely limited due to the small number of patients, which ultimately limited generalizability. So regarding the materials and methods of the study, it was an interventional study at a single tertiary care center with a level one trauma designation and an approximate annual ED census of 90,000 patients. A group of six emergency medicine physicians, so three senior residents, two ultrasound fellows, and one attending physician, completed a one-hour didactic and hands-on training in performing the serratus anterior plane block under ultrasound guidance. They were then eligible to enroll patients in the study, screening study subjects via trauma team activation paging systems, and then reviewing the EMR for details of injuries. They included subjects who were over the age of 18 years old with acute traumatic injuries, including, but not limited to, more than two unilateral fractures of anterior or lateral ribs, two to nine, with a plan for admission to the trauma service. The exclusion criteria was strict, and they excluded patients who would be unable to accurately report their pain scores before and after treatment with the plane block. For example, they excluded patients who were intubated, had clinically significant intracranial hemorrhage or traumatic brain injuries, as well as any significant distracting injuries, those who were clinically intoxicated, or were planned to go to the OR emergently. They also excluded patients with pre-existing chest tubes or those who were anticipated to have one placed. After obtaining informed consent, they asked patients to report their chest wall pain on the 11-point numeric rating scale, so the NRS 11, where pain is rated from 0 being no pain to 10 being the worst pain imaginable. Patients were then given incentive spirometry, instructed in its use, and then asked to use IS to their maximal vital capacity and report their chest wall pain on the NRS 11 scale during IS usage. The plane block was then performed under ultrasound guidance with patients either in supine or lateral decubitus positions. A high-frequency linear probe was placed in the mid-axillary line at the level of the fifth intercostal space 
and the serratus anterior muscle was identified, which lies just superficial to the ribs. They used an 18-gauge needle in plane and guided it to just underneath the superficial fascial plane of the serratus anterior muscle, and they then injected 30 milliliters of the anesthetic solution. For this particular study, they used 20 milliliters of 0.5% bupivacaine and 10 mLs of sterile saline. 15 and 60 minutes after the serratus anterior plane block was performed, patients were again asked to report their pain scale at rest and during incentive spirometry. The thought behind obtaining both time values is that at 15 minutes, the block is just starting to take effect, and at 60 minutes, the block should be at full effect. For the next 24 hours after the block was performed, Patients were managed by the trauma service and followed by investigators, who used chart review to determine any complications, including pneumothorax, cardiac dysrhythmias, local anesthetic systemic toxicity, allergic reaction, infection, or hematoma at the block site, as well as any signs of clinically significant bleeding. The primary outcomes in this study was a change in pain score at rest at 60 minutes after the block. Secondary outcomes were changes in pain scores at rest at 15 minutes, pain scores during incentive spirometry at both time points, and then changes in the maximum vital capacity again at both time points. So regarding the results, during this study period from January of 2019 to June of 2020, 24 patients were approached for enrollment and assessed for eligibility. Ultimately, 20 patients ages 33 to 95 were enrolled by the six operators. 50% of these patients were male and 50% with female, with a median number of rib fractures being four, with a range of two rib fractures to eight rib fractures. Mean and median pain scores at rest prior to the block were 5.4 and 6.5 respectively. With incentive spirometry, the mean pain score was 6.9. Mean pain scores at rest after the block decreased by both 15 and 60 minute time intervals with a mean decrease in pain score at 60 minutes of 2.5. They also noted that there was an increase in mean vital capacity at 60 minutes post block of 232 milliliters. The pre-block mean vital capacity was 1,545 milliliters. Ultimately, during the 24-hour observation period, study investigators uh, identified no complications within the study population. So discussing the article further, this study does state that their data supports the use of a serratus anterior plane block as an adjunct for pain control in patients with multiple anterior and lateral rib fractures. They noted that their study population had moderate levels of pain pre-block and theorized that a more selected population with higher mean pain scores would have had an even greater benefit. Benefits to this particular block is that the serratus anterior plane block is relatively simple to perform, does not require delivery of anesthetic to a particular nerve, but rather to an entire plane. With minimal training, study investigators performed the serratus anterior plane block with zero complications attributed to the block identified over the first 24 hours. They did note that the duration of a single injection block is limited compared to the placement of a catheter, but a single block does fall within the purview of EM physicians and can serve as a bridge to either catheter placement or to facilitate pain control during transfer from an outside hospital to a tertiary care center. 
It does not provide analgesia to patients with posterior rib fractures, and in these instances, a rector spinae block would be more suitable. Limitations that the study itself did identify was the fact that they were limited due to the small sample size and single-center, non-randomized design. Enrollment was also hindered by relatively restrictive exclusion criteria, mostly used to ensure patients could accurately report their pain. Some major limitations we identified and that were discussed during our journal club was the lack of knowledge regarding what other multimodal pain medications the patients received and how that related to their improved pain and incentive spirometry. For example, did they receive fentanyl at 50 minutes after the block and that contributed to their significantly improved pain at time 60 as compared to 15? There additionally was no control group for this study, which may have been able to be overcome by chart biopsy or potential data collection even on days when the primary proceduralists and investigators were not present. Additionally, there was no way to control for the placebo effect in the patients who were enrolled. The study additionally did not provide any further patient data information in regard to the change in vital capacity. For example, the mean increase in vital capacity was a little over 200 milliliters, and the age of patients ranged from 33 to 95. While 200 ml increase in vital capacity doesn't make a huge impact on an otherwise healthy 30-year-old man, it may be clinically significant for a 95-year-old woman. Regarding downstream outcomes, the paper did acknowledge that it did not study factors such as pain control after hospital admission, incidence of pneumonia, delirium, length of hospital stay, discharge disposition, or mortality. While the primary outcomes that the paper did look at certainly matter, pain scores following treatment at 60 minutes, the reason that those pain scores matter and why we care and ultimately admit these patients to the hospital for improved pain control is to improve vital capacity and decrease the incidence of pneumonia. Further studies that focus on characterizing the change in morbidity following these plain blocks may be more helpful if this procedure were to become more commonplace. Finally, we discussed whether or not we would expect this paper to ultimately change our practice pattern. While it's certainly a good skill to have in your armamentarium and can be used in conjunction with other multimodal pain control agents, the general consensus was that there was not enough information to routinely make this a part of clinical care. Additionally, this information and the improvement of pain scores would do nothing for us to change our ultimate disposition of the patient. We discussed that it might be a beneficial procedure to help pain control for a patient discharging home, but that the decision regarding discharge or admission would be made well prior to deciding to perform this block, as using it as a clinical deciding factor would likely increase the risk of discharged patients representing potentially with worse respiratory complications. Overall, the paper showed that this procedure does help with pain scores in patients, particularly at 60 minutes post-procedure, but significant further study, particularly in regards to downstream effects, is required before it becomes part of our routine clinical practice.